Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Dalit in Shekalim. We will begin, however, on Daf Gimel Amubet at the Mishnah at the bottom of the page. Halacha Dalit. Says the Mishnah. Even though we said that we will not come in and take a collateral from a woman or a slave or 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 a katan, but if they if these people gave mahasita shekel, we will take it from them. Hanochri, however, a goy ve'akuti. The Kutim were people who converted, but their conver- conversion was in doubt many years ago. Sheshaklu, that they gave in a shekel. And Mekebelin Mehen, we do not take it from them. We also will not take from them uh, pairs of birds. If, if the guy was a Zav or a Zava or a woman was a Yoledet, we won't accept it from them. Which are obligatory korbanot that the Jews have to bring if they bring it, if they do certain sins. This is the rule. Anything that comes because of a promise or in a dava, two different types of promises. One way you said and one way you say hazazeh. We accept it from them. If it's not one of those types of promises, and we come in there, we won't accept from them. We see this in the Basuk by Ezra. Because when the Kutim wanted to donate to the Binyan of the second Beit Mekdash, the response from Ezra Sofer was, It's not for the two of us together to build the house of Hashem. Only we will do it. And therefore you see that we won't take from the Goyim to build the Beit HaMikdash. The following people are chayav to pay a kalbon. Now a kalbon is a coin. And it, in addition with the Mahasita Shekel, they used to give another coin which was either a twelfth or a twenty-fourth of a Mahasita Shekel, a little piece of silver. And the idea behind it was either one of two things. Either because a person, welcome Harry. Good, I'm glad you're here. No, we're recording it, thank you. Um, either because um, they had to give money to the to the shulchani, to the money changer, in order to uh, change all the monies, or. Other people's hold that in the Torah you have to give it, even if you have a regular matbeach lechatzi shekel. So there's two two ways to understand. The Gemara will explain both ways. So anyway, this coin called a kalbon, which is an, an, is a coin that you pay in addition to your machatzit shekel, leviim yisraelim v'gelim va'avadim mishuchanim have to give it, whether you're a levi or Yisrael. Or you're a, a convert or a freed slave, you have to give this extra coin together with Machzita Shekel, a small coin. But not Kohanim, who we, uh, uh, who because of their kavod, they're exempt, exempt from it. As well as Nashim, Avadim, Uktanim, also Patur. So they're not going to ask Ivan for this extra little coin. Neither Nashim, Avadim, Uktanim, who are not Chayav either to give. Kohen, we said before there was a machloket. The Kohen uh, definitely can give. Either they can give, or they must give. Machlok ben betirah or biyochan if I'm not mistaken. 
where Shakish was explaining one of them. But in the Mishnah, there was a machlok between Bnei Betera and Yerucham and Zakai, whether we'll accept it from them, right. or they actually must give it. Okay? okay? The, the people, they had their own dinashah, the pasuk. V'im shakal al yadov al yadeh havero. We missed you uh, yesterday, Ivan, for that one. You missed the Kohanim. I know, I know. Sorry, okay. I missed it. I hope you caught it afterwards. Okay. Okay, soon. V'im shakal al yadov al yadeh havero. If he paid with himself and his friend, which means if a person is paying for himself and his friend, there's a machlok at how many kalbons he has to do. Which means, let's say a guy is giving in one whole shekel, not a half shekel. Normally, each guy has to give a half shekel. The guy says, okay, I'll give one whole shekel for me and Harry, and we'll cover ourselves. Right? So, so if I would give one myself, half shekel, I would give a kalbon. Harry's also not a kohen. He'd also give a kalbon. Now, when we give it together, Tanakama says that we need to give only one kalbon between the two of us. Whereas, Rabbi Meir omer shtek kulbonot. Kohen is two. Now, why two is understandable. Why one? He says, since... Since we're giving one shekel, and the price of turning in a shekel to a money changer is a kalbon, that's the money taker's, the money changer's um, fee for the changing in of the monies. Therefore, well, you could, it's not exchange rate. It's because that's not it's not the rate of the the, the silver is the same currency. It's just. Uh, whenever you go to a money changer, there's a fee. The guy's not sitting there, sitting in the street for nothing. He's sitting there to make some money. So the fee for changing anything, let's say it's a penny. That penny, since both of us are, are, are should could share in the same fee, because it's, it's always a penny. The minimum rate is a penny. So if you change one coin to two, one shekel coin to two half shekel coins, why should we pay more than a penny together? It's not the beat. The beat is when I lend you money. Here, there's no there's no lending money. Okay, rebit is rebit interest only works when I I give you money to use, right. and you charge me you and I charge you money for, for for holding my money. Here, the money change is never holding my money at all. It's an immediate change. It's a fee for services. Okay, it's allowed. Now, hanoten sela a person who gives. So okay, again, so 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 the Tanakhama says you only need to give one kolbon. Her mayor says no, it's a, it's a hue from the Torah to give a kolbon. So therefore, we both have to give two kolbonot. Says the Gemara, Hanoten Sela Vinotel Shekel Chayav Shtei Kolbonot. Now there's a machlok at who's talking here. Some say it's her mayor talking, and some say it's Tanakhama talking. We'll see that in the Gemara. Who is saying? But the, the law over here is that if one guy gives a second. A, 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 a sela, which is two shekel, a one shekel coin, and he takes change a half a shekel. Some, the, the rabbi is saying you have to take give two kabbalot for that. It's different than giving. If you give one shekel for two people, then there's a machlok at Tanakam Rebbeir. One says one kabbalot, one says two. But if you give, why one shekel for two people? Again, let's because each guy has to, every person has, has every person has to give a half a shekel. Okay, right? So if I give one shekel for me and Harry, machloket. One rabbi says, Tanakama says, two, one, one kolbon. And Ramirez says, says two kolbons. But if I give one shekel just for me, and I ask for half a shekel change, then, then we see one opinion over here, which is saying there's two kolbon involved. It's a machloket who's talking. Is it Tanakama agreeing that in this case you need two? Or is it mayor saying you need two in this case? We'll see. Okay. This is the standard tra- fee. We'll see. Hashokel ayade ani al yad ani vayad shchino yad ben iro. Let's say a guy decides to give a shekel for an ani. Is ani doesn't have money? Is it something? I'll give it. For the, I'll give a half a shekel for the ani. Or his neighbor. He decides. You know, I have a neighbor who can't get here. I'm going to give it for him. Okay, nice way to be nice to your neighbor, or someone in your in your town, patur. 
since you're doing it for somebody else and you're gifting it, the Chachamim did not make you Hayav to give a Kalbon in this case. This is even if your neighbor is rich. Once you're doing this Chesed for him, they don't make you Hayav to give a Kalbon. But if you lent it to them and they're going to pay you back the half shekel, then chayav, then you chayav to give the kalbon. You with me here? Yeah, wouldn't everyone just go like, here, I'll pay for your, for you, you pay for me, we get out of this fee. I mean, wouldn't everyone just do that? I don't know. No? I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. Perhaps they would. Yeah, that would be. Even if they have, have flus. Even if they have yes, it works. Because I'm doing it for you. It could be if I pay for you and you pay for me, that's a loan. No, but when you said it's holding the money, what do you mean? Again, if I lend you the money, again, let's review. If I go and I say, you know, something Harry comes late to my class, let me pay. Let me <laughs> let me pay his let me pay his mahasita shekel. Maybe he'll be happy to come earlier. Then it's a gift, nothing. But if I paid for you and you pay for me, then that's a loan. Then we're both chayav. And say, if I say, I'll pay for you, you pay for me, that's a loan. It has to be a gift in order to be patur. When it's a gift, they take off, they take off the, the, the extra carbon fee. Shlomo Shai, you with me? Yeah, I'm here, Rabbi, but who gets the carbon? The, the exchanger, or who gets the Mishmikash? Who gets that carbon? That's a good question, Shlomo Shai. That's a good question. I, that's a good question. I don't, I, I don't, well, let me ask you, let me point out to you that... I'm understanding it's going to the bet. Um, it's going to the bet mikdash, and they're taking the fee because if it's a machlok at why we're taking the fee, but if according to the reason, it could be we're taking the fee because we, you have to also reimburse us for our fee that we're going to have when we go to a shulchan to change the money. Right. Yeah. They're just passing down the the fees from one person to another, but right. and the person that's getting the Right, but I think you we give it to the Beit Hamikdash, and the Beit Hamikdash does what they want. If they don't, if they if they get a better fee of exchange rate, it's not 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 that problem. They don't have to actually get the fees. This is what you have to pay. Right. Okay. Okay. Good. As long as you and Eli are there. Yes. So why the law wouldn't be like if the if the, if the, the guy money exchange whatever he, he charges you money, the carbon. Then you pay. If he doesn't charge, you say so you don't pay. Why does it have to be like okay, if I'm borrowing? I don't know. This is taken out. Hachim There's another rabbi who holds that it's min Torah. You have to give the kalbon. Hachim shutfim. If you have brothers who are partners because they both inherited money and now they're partners through the inheritance of their father. Okay? Let's say you have brothers who inherited half a million dollars. Okay? And they give from the father's estate, they write an estate check, or a, they take a, a shekel from the estate for the two of them. Okay? When they're chayav in a kalbon, in a case where we'll say that these brothers would be chayav in a kalbon, then they're patur mamasel behemah. Let me just give you the two sides over here. Guys, please focus on me. Imagine you have uh, daddy money bags who passes away, okay? Now, brother A and brother B are now in possession of a bunch of things. Number one, they're in possession of a, 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 a money bag full of shekel coins, as well as flocks of animals. Now, dad's flocks of animals have given birth this year to over 10 sheep, or over 10 goats, let's say, okay? And, therefore, had dad been around at this point, dad would be chayav in ma'asir behema, to give one of those to as ma'asir, good. Now that dad has passed away, the owner of, if I ask you who is the owner of these sheep and these coins, the brothers. So if the brothers give a, in a situation where the brothers had they given a kalbon for the two of them would be a shekel for the two of them would be chayav in the kalbon okay then they'll be patur from doing ma'asir behemah on the goats of their dad 
And in the flip case, when they're chayav in ma'asid behema, then they'll be patur from the kalbon. The, the details of this, the Gemara will go through at length, but this is what the Mishnah is saying now. It's a flip side. You're either, the, the partnership of the brothers, depending on the details of the partnership, which we'll talk about soon, the partnership of the brothers can either be chayav in kalbon, it seems, or or they could be chayav in ma'asid behema. The Gemara will later say there probably is also cases where they can be chayav in neither or both. But right now we're talking about these two cases. Okay, and it all depends on the details between the brothers, which we'll talk soon. Is everyone with me? Yes. Okay, I'll thank you. Right thank you. Ivan, with us? Uh, yeah, mostly. Okay, yes. you want to hear this what, This last one one more time, Ivan? No, 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 go for it. Okay. The kamehi kalbon, how much is a kalbon? Me'a kesef. It's a ma'a of kesef, a certain piece of kesef. Diver mayor. Uh, a me'ah is one-twelfth of a dinar, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, a sixth of a dinar, and uh, yes, it's a twelfth, a twelfth of a shekel. And the rabbis say chatzim ma'ah, it's a twenty-fourth of a half, of a half shekel. Okay? It's either one-twelfth or one-twenty-fourth of a shekel. Okay, that's it, uh, of a half shekel. Did you get that or no? Did, yeah. Good. Says the Gemara. We said in the Mishnah that even though we said we don't take mashkon from them, but we will accept from a woman, we'll accept a shekel. It sounds from the Mishnah, it sounds like if they if they give, we accept, but we don't demand. No one goes over to Mrs. B and says, where's your shekel? If she gives, we take it. Good. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. One sounds like in the in the beginning of the Mishnah, it sounds like that you could ask them for it. And here in the Seifa, it sounds like you can't ask him for it. Make up your mind. Do you ask women for it or not? In the beginning of the Mishnah, we made it sound like the women we ask, but we don't mashkonim. And here it sounds like we don't ask. Is everyone with me? Answers to come up. Can it's talking about the not the women? It's talking about the kids over here. So it's saying can. One is talking about a kid who already brought two hairs, he already reached puberty, and therefore we ask him for it, but we don't take a mashkon. And one's talking about a kid below shteserot, we'll accept it from him, but we don't even ask him anything. Okay. Now we said kuti. A goy and a kuti, we don't take from them. Rabbi Ba says, we have to explain our Mishnah only according to the opinion that says a kuti is like a go, is like a goy. It's machloket if the kutim who converted in the time that they did were real or fake gerim. Now we must explain our Mishnah says Rabbi Ba that our Mishnah must be going like the Rabbi who says that they're fake converts, and therefore they're 100% goyim. According to Rabbi, a kuti is like a goy. Rashbag says, no, a kuti is like a Jew, for all respects. Okay, now we have that was Rabbi Ba's way to explain the Mishnah. According to Rabbi Ba, our Mishnah is talking about the opinion of all that a goy is like that a kuti is like a goy. I'm Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says, "Matnita binochrim." When the Mishnah says we don't accept from them, kanezavim kanezavot, we don't accept from them a, a korban for an, for a lady who gave birth from sacrifices of, of pairs of birds for that. That's only talking about nochrim. 
Habakutim lo. We're not talking about kutim. The Mishnah is not referring to that. When the Mishnah says we don't take from them, you thought them meant the goyim and the kutim? No! Them meant the goyim, plural. But kutim will take it. And therefore our, therefore our Mishnah could go like Rashbag also. According to Rabbi Ba, our Mishnah only fits if you go, learn it like Rebbe, who holds that the Kutim are Goyim. But according to Rashbag, our Mishnah doesn't fit. Because Rashbag holds the regular Jews. Why wouldn't we take their Korbanot if they come with a Korban for their wife gave birth? Why wouldn't we take it from them? He holds the regular Jews. So our Mishnah doesn't go like Rashbag, according to Rabbi Ba. But according to Bil it can go like both of them. And we'll explain the statement that we won't take the Korbanot. We'll explain that statement that it's going only on the Goyim and not the Kutim. How do we know? Vitani Ken, because we see Rabbi Lazar proves it from, from a Mishnah, because it says, Adam, we learn from the word Adam, that it says, Adam ki akriv mekem korban ladonai, Adam lerabot Gerim. that means we take also Gerim. Mekem, from you, lootziet emumrim, that excludes anyone who is a mumar, who denies the mitzvot, and since the kutim do some mitzvot, therefore they would be they be allowed to bring the korbanot. Now that's Rabbi Lazar's opinion. Now the mission is going according to both. Matnita pligi al Rabbi Lazar, but it sounds like the mission is arguing on Rabbi Lazar because says Why would there ever be? by a goy. How can you, if you want to say kenei, you'll let it fine. But a goy is never a zav or a zav. They, never, they don't have their laws. And therefore must be talking about talking about kutim. And therefore it doesn't fit so well according to Bilazar. Ask the Gemara, Reshe b'nochrim v'sefa b'kutim? What line exactly are we on? Um, we are, the first word of line is the following. Um, who, who, who? You see the word who? In the middle of the page. Okay. Who Resha bin Ochrim Vesefa Bekutim? Mara says, Ken who? It's true. Resha bin Ochrim Vesefa Bekutim. We could explain it like that. The Resha could be talking about Nochrim and Kutim. And the Sefa is only Kutim. And are we okay? So the ratio which says that we don't accept the coins from the from the goyim and the kutim is talking about oh, both of them, and if and the sefer is talking about kutim, we're answering that. Okay. Amar Biochanan, but chila and mekabelim lo dvar mesuyam lo dvar shen mesuyam. Now we're we're discussing accepting things from goyim regarding. Let's say they donate something for the Beit HaMikdash. Let's say uh, they want to donate money for the Beit HaKabayit. Beit HaKabayit is the, I would call it the maintenance fund for the Beit HaMikdash. So we have a maintenance fund, and people could donate to the maintenance fund. It's called the Beit HaKabayit. Now, there's something called Devan Mesuyam, where a guy could donate an actual item. I'm going to dedicate, let's say, uh, the Beit HaMikdash needs a particular thing. I'll bring it to the Beit HaMikdash. Here it is. Or, this Devar Shem just give money and let them, let them use it for whatever maintenance they need. Okay, Devar Mesuyam and Mesuyam. Okay, this is And Rabbi Yochan says, Bitzchila in the beginning, and man, we can't take from them, from a goy. Lord Devar Mesuyam, not something that's set. Lord Devar Shem Mesuyam, not something that's not set. Ubasof, once we finish the Beit HaMikdash already, and now the, the Beit is already built, then we'll take money from them, we won't take a set item. So if you need a, they need a brand new thing, let's say to put on top of the Beit HaMikdash, we won't take it from them. But, if, but we'll take money once it's built already. 
Because before it's built, once they're donating to the actual Beit we don't want them to feel like they're part of that. But if it's built already, we'll take just money, plain, but we won't take an actual item. Good. Oh, okay, fine. Thank you. Yes. Um, assuming we're still recording here. Hold on. Yeah, we're good. Okay. That's according to Rabbi Yochanan. His brother, Rish Lakish Amar, Ben Betchila, Ben Besof, and Mekablimlim, Lord of Al-Musuyam, Lord of Al-Musuyam. He disagrees, and he says, whether in the beginning of the Bet Mekdash or after it's built already. We don't take from the Goyim, not Musuyam, and not just money, neither one. So he says all four possibilities, NG. And Rabbi Yochanan says three out of four are no good, but the only one that's okay is after Bet Mekdash is built, Devashin Musuyam, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Says, yes. If they donate, like, uh, for example, material, that's like considered in a Mitzrayim, right? Correct. It's like money. Okay. Well, well, uh, um, like a piece of wood, a piece of rock, you know, whatever, you know, they're. Uh, it could be that a piece, a piece of material that they're going to put on the. If, the, if they're donating wool and we're going to make it into cloth, then that would be in a Mesuyam. But if it's a piece of material, it might be Mesuyam because the Goy could point to it and say, Ha, ah, that's the piece of cloth that I gave the Jews. You know? Uh huh. Uh huh. I see. Okay. Okay. Now. We, and we're claiming now that the following Brighta is against Rabbi Yochanan. Again, Rabbi Yochanan says it's okay to take from a goy if it's after built and in a masuyam. And Rabbi Shakish says he never allowed to take from a goy. Mati to the Brayta argues Rabbi Yochanan because it says in the Brayta, and coupling him hektesh nidavah lebetik abayit. You see, the Brayta doesn't doesn't differentiate. It says you don't take hektesh nidavah for betik abayit. It sounds like you can't do it. Patala. You, if you, Morris says, no, you can explain this brighter like Rabbi Yochanan too. Explain it. Ben Betchila, Ben Basof. We'll explain that we said, when, when the brighter says you don't take it, they're only talking about Dvar Mesuyam. Or you can explain it that it's talking about in the beginning. In those days, even the money you throw into Yama Melech. So in other words, if I'm Rabbi Yochanan and you throw this brighter at me, the brighter says, the following words. Uh, we don't take from them hektesh Now, Rish Lakish says, you see, it doesn't differentiate. It's like me, you never take anything from them. Says I have two ways to get out of that. I can either explain that it's talking about beginning or the end, and it's talking about the Misuyam. Or I can explain that it's talking about only the beginning, when we're first building the Bet HaMikdash, and then we don't take anything, we'll throw even the coin to Yom HaMelech. But I have, since it didn't say what it's talking about, I can explain it like me, the same way you can explain it like you. Okay. Rish Lakish, Omer, Rish Lakish, again, Rish Lakish is trying to convince his brother, Rabbi Yochanan, that he's right. Ben B'tchila, Ben Basof, Em B'kabli Mehem, Lo Advar Mesuyam, Lo Advar Shein Mesuyam. Right? That's what Rishikish said. Matnita pligya Rishikish. It sounds like our Mishnah is arguing on Rishikish. Because the Tani, because it says in the Mishnah, this Mishnah is in Arachin. Hakol Shavin. Everyone agrees. All rabbis agree. Shehen nodrin vinidrin. That they could give a noder and a nidar. If they say, like if a goy says, the value of Binyamin is on me. So they have to pay the value of of, of Binyamin to the Beit HaMikdash. Very valuable. If they say, let's say they say the value of a certain goy to the Beit HaMikdash. Also we accept it. So, the, the Mishnah and Arachim sounds like we will accept money from them. And according to Rish Lakish, we never take money. According to Rabbi Yochanan, we can get out of this problem, Harry. Because we'll just explain that this Mishnah is talking about after Bet Madash is built, giving money that's not Misuyam, and we says we take it. But according to Rish Lakish, who says we never take anything, how do you explain this Mishnah in Arachim? Are you with me, Shlomo? 
Ah, uh, okay. One more time? Okay, again, there's Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, right? According to Rish Lakish, we never take money from a goy ever. According to Rabbi Yochanan, we do take money from a goy in one specific case. If the Mithrash is already built, and if it's not a set item, not like a, a bolt of cloth, but let's say it's just a, um, money, a, a, some coins, then the, the goy can never point and say which thing is he gave. Then we'll take it if the Mithrash is already built. Okay? Okay. You got that, Machloket? I got the Machloket. Good. Now listen to the Brighter. The Brighter says, Hakol Shavim, all rabbis agree that we accept money from a goy if they say the value of this guy's on me, I'm going to pay this to the Bet Mikdash, or they say the value of another guy, of a goy is the Bet Mikdash, we'll take the money. Now, according to Rishkish, we never take money from them. So, how can you explain this Mishnah according to Rishkish? Right, how do we take money according to Rishkish? Exactly, he never lets take any money. Only Ryokan lets take any money. Right. Even Ryokan only takes it in certain cases. He does it doesn't specify, but Ryokan will say it's talking about my case. But Rishakish has no way to explain it, even if he wants to. Good. Answers the Gemara, Patorla Ola. We'll explain, Rishakish will get out of it by saying that it's talking about a guy who wants to give it a Korban Ola. Right? When it says Nidarim, it doesn't mean the value of the guy. That you don't take from them, because we don't take any money from them. But an actual Korban will take. Nicha Nodrin Ola. The word Nodrin could be Ola. Nidarin Ola, but a Neder can never be an Ola. So they, how can he get out of that? So tomorrow we'll get out of it by saying the following. Ela, Kishamari Yisrael Hare Alai Ola. Nidarin is when, when a Jew says, I'm going to bring an Ola. He says, I, what, what the Jew says, I'm going to do the same. In that case, it could be a nadar. Because usually a neder means I, I have to bring a korban. That goy wouldn't have to do. But over here, since he's just mimicking the Jew, it could be okay. We could get out of the problem like that. Now it says the Gemara. Is he mimicking the Jew or is it, is it paying for the Jew to, to bring the order? Hold on. Oh, he's paying for the Jew to do his Ola. Okay. And when we ask a question, doesn't he bring... Does, wouldn't he bring a nesech, uh, uh, something to be poured on the mezbeach? Because normally, anyone who brings ola has to bring wine. Right? And when he brings the wine, don't, doesn't he have to buy vessels with money? He's bringing something to, bed, to the Bedekabayit. In other words, when he brings his carbon, he has to bring a vessel to bring the wine in. And he's donating the vessel too. So you see, you're allowed to donate a vessel. How are you allowed to donate that vessel? answers the question. We learned. Nerchin veorchin. Lo lebedik inun. It doesn't go the bedik. It says nerchin veorchin. According to Biuda, you're allowed to do uh, nerachah and orchin from a goy. Now, what do you do with that money? Doesn't it go to the bedik abayit? Of course it does. And still, Biuda holds you can take the money. That's also another contradiction. 
How are you going to answer that one? Probably you'll just say, okay, the Goy is thinking he's giving it to Shemaim. We say the same thing that he's going. So therefore, what we're explaining like is like this. Since you see is the Mishnah that says you could take Alachin from a Goy, it must be that if the Goy is thinking in his mind, he's giving it to whatever they want for Hashem, and he doesn't know what they're gonna do with it. Then we'll take it from him. We only don't take money from a goy if the goy knows what purpose it's going to. But if the goy thinks he's giving it to the Beit Hamikdash, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Then we could use it for a Beit Hamikdash purpose. And the same way you could say that answer for this, we could say that answer for us also in that case of what do you do with the nesachim? He's he doesn't have a set thing he's doing with it. As long as the goy doesn't know what it's going for, it's okay. Yes. Now, only one says Rish Lakish Patale. What about Rish Lakish? Lo lachem v'lanu lebrot bet Elohenu. He has a pasuk that understands Rish Lakish's pasuk that he's getting from is the pasuk in Ezra, which sounds like we don't let them bring to the Beit Hamikdash. Reb Chizki Amar, Reb Siman Shaal. Musiman asks in the Beit Midrash, Me'ata, now that we don't take anything from the Goy, and not only can't you take from a Goy for a Beit Midrash, you also shouldn't take from a Goy to build a stream, or for the, the walls of the city, or or a tower of the city Yushalayim. Because the Pasuk in Nehemiah says that, you, that the Goyim have no chilek in building Yerushalayim. So just like we saw from Ezra that we wouldn't take any money from a Goy for a Beit HaMikdash, you also t- won't take money for a Goy to, to, to take care of streams and other things. We won't, take, we won't take money for them either. Okay. Is everyone focused on us? Everyone with us? I'm with you. Okay. I'm here. Okay, guys. Here's this, this part you have to pay attention for. We're, we're, we're closing in on the part that has to do with the Kalbons and the, the, the brothers who are splitting the inheritance. Try to place, pay close attention over here, guys. Can you give a... a what's, the, what's up with the Kalbon again? Can you quick uh, overview? Well, you're going to see right now, they're going to okay, give you an okay, overview, okay. but I'll give, I'll give you a quick overview quickly. We said that everyone has to give a Kalbon. A regular Israel, not a non-Kohen, must give a Kalbon, a little coin together with his Shekel. Okay? Okay. Now, uh, brothers who are splitting an inheritance, will, we said in the Mishnah, sometimes Achayav and Kalbon and Patur and Maser Behema, and sometimes the Chayav, Maser Behema, and Patur and Kalbon. Okay? And we're okay. going to now explain the circumstances when there'll be Chayav in each. Okay? Thank you. Says the Mishnah. Tani, we learned in the Mishnah. Elu chayim bekabon. Amar b'meir, echad b'meir. Amar shnei kabonot matita. Okay, hold on. This this was we're, we're we're taking this out. Oh no, let me just see. Okay, we'll start from. No, this is talking about. Sorry, uh, we're not up to the brothers yet. Uh, we we said. That in the Mishnah, that if one brother here's a new case. Sorry, guys, just focus me on me one more time. If one brother, if somebody gives one shekel for two people, let me get it clear. Then there's Machloket Remeir and Tanakama. Remeir says you need two kolbanot. Because it's two people, two kolbanot. And Tanakamba says one kolbon. Okay? That's what we had said before. Now, what happens if a guy gives a shekel and takes a shekel? Then we said two kolbanot. I'm sorry, gives a shekel and takes a half a shekel, then it's two kolbanot. Now, the one wants to know, my tamad what's your mayor's reasoning? I jumped, I passed the parentheses. My tamad 
What's your mayor's reason who says you have the two kobanot? In other words, we understand the rabbi who says one kalbon, Mr. Zabide. You need one kalbon because when you pay a shekel, you give a shekel to split to a half a shekel, the money changer is going to charge you one kalbon. So you should only pay one kalbon. I understand that, rabbi. Why is your mayor saying two kalbonot? Just like the shekel is from the Torah, so, so to the Kalbano, so to the, 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 the Kalbon coin is also from the Torah. According to Remeir, the reason for the Kalbon is not for the money exchange fee. The reason is from the Torah. Therefore, Kasavar Remeir, that's where a mayor says that when you give a whole shekel for yourself and your friend, you have to. Hashem took a fire, a, a, a fire shekel and showed Moshe Rabenu what it was. This is the shekel that you give. Hashem told Moshe, This is what you give. Zeh indicates he's pointing to something. So Hashem pointed to a fire shekel to Moshe to show it. This is what you're going to give. So that's a proof for the carbon? And that's the proof. Why? Because since it has to be exactly that, we can't go with what people mostly call a half a shekel. You have to give a kalbon, because since it has to be exactly the size that Hashem showed Moshe, so therefore you need to throw a kalbon in mid the oraita. The kalbon is an extra piece just to make sure that you're, you're at least bigger than the piece that Hashem showed Moshe. Is that clear, guys? One more time. One more time. Again, Hashem showed Moshe a fire. According to a mayor, you have to give the kalbon, well, not for the money changes free, but from the Torah. How can it be from the Torah? Because since the Pasuk says, Zayitnu, Hashem showed Moshe this fiery shekel. This is what you have to give. Now, since the coins we're giving might not be quite the right size, they might be a little rubbed out, and it won't be Zeh. Therefore, we give a kalbon. Every person gives a kalbon to make sure he's got enough silver in his coin that he's covered. Make sense? Okay. That's your mayor's opinion. And that's why if two guys give one whole shekel, they still have to give two kalbonot. Because uh, maybe it's chaser more than that. Good. Now, we said the Mishnah. Natan Sela Litol Shekel. If a guy gave in a Sela, let's say a guy's not doing it for his friend. I give a Sela a full Shekel, not a half Shekel. I give a full Shekel in, but for myself, not for two people. And I want change. And what happens? Chayav Shtekobanot. He has to give two Kobanot. Amar Bilazar, Bilazar says, This is the Rabbi Meir. That's your mayor. A mayor who says two Kobanot when I do for me and my friend says for here also. Echad shekel shunoten. Echad l'divrei Torah. One is to pay for the fee of the money changer. And one is for the Torah. I have to give a shekel and a kalbon. Right? So when I give a, one shekel and ask for a shekel change, so I'm giving one shekel. I have to give one kalbon because I owe a kalbon, like everyone does from the Torah. And I have to give another kalbon because I'm asking for change. If I'm asking for change, that's a money changer fee. I need that too. So that's why I give two kalbons. That's a bilazad. Etani, we learned in the Brayta. Elu chayvim bekalbon. The following guys have to bring a kalbon. Right? And it says, that, that's talking about the guy who gives a sale and takes a shekel. And kalbon echad, that's one kalbon. Okay. That is Rabbi Lazar's explanation of the Mishnah. That the, the statement about the guy taking the change was Rameir talking. And Rameir says you need two shekels. Rav Amar, Rav disagrees with Rabbi Lazar. 
Rav says, everyone agrees that you have two shekel. Even the Chachamim, I'm sorry, not two shekel, two kobanot for you, if you want change. Why? Echad al shekel shunoten. One for the shekel that you're giving, you need kabon. Ve'echad the shekel shunotel. And you need one money changer fee for the one you're taking. According to this, even the Chachamim, Harry, even the Chachamim who hold that you're just giving it for the money changer fee, they agree that in the case of a guy taking change, since you're, I'm giving in a, a, a shekel, and I want back a half shekel, this half shekel, they say, needs a, 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 a coin, a carbon coin, and the, the half shekel I'm giving in also needs a carbon, and therefore even the Chachamim agree, according to Rav, even the Chachamim agree that you need to give two kobonot. Okay? According to Rav, Shlosha Kabanot Inun. Rameir would say that you need three Kabanot if, you, if you're getting change. Why? So, since Rav says that the Tanakama would say two Kabanot, one for in and one for out, and he's just paying the money changer fee. So then, when you come to a mayor who holds that you owe one from one for course of the course of the fire thing of of, of Hashem, so then a mayor should say that, that a guy who gets changed needs three kobanot. That's how Rav would explain it, not like Rabbi Lazar. Okay, says the Gemara. Atir of Yirmiyah v'Amad, Rabbi Yirmiyah came and he says, "Rishmul bar Yitzchak b'Shem Rav." Rishmul is the name of Rav. Shlosha kobanot inun. There's three according to a mayor. Echad shekel shunoten. One for the one he's giving. Echad shekel shunoten. One for the one he's taking. Ve'echad devar Torah. One for the fire. One for Moshe Rabbeinu. Like I just explained. Okay. Now we get to the fun part. We have the brothers who are splitting their their uh, their inheritance. Okay. Ha'achin ha'shukfim. You have brothers who are splitting their inheritance. We said in the Mishnah, sometimes the Chayav in the Kalbon, if they give it, again, remember the case? If the brothers inherited a sack of money and they inherited a bunch of goats. Some cases, the Chayav in Kalbon, if they give one chicken for the two brothers, the Chayav in Kalbon, and the Patu from Masebema. When does that happen? That happens when the brothers split, it, split the inheritance. Each brother took half the coins and half the goats. And then they said, you know something? Let's join together on the, on the goats and on the money. And they made a partnership afterwards. And therefore, their partnership is not from the Yerusha. If their partnership is from the estate, then they're really partners. But this partnership is a new partnership. And a new partnership is patur in Maseh because the rule is the pasupa Maseh says that anytime that you you have animals, partnerships are always excluded from Maseh Behema. And that's why they're pastur. But the kalbon, they chayav, because just like any two partners who get together have to pay the kalbon, so do they have to pay the kalbon. This is an artificial partnership. It's not a partnership that comes from the inheritance. Rabbi, yes. If, uh, if uh, the, the father had 20 goats and then each one inherited initially 10, and they split and they, st- uh, they have 10, do they have to give Masar Bema uh, each one one or not? Because... Oh, he... Oh... Oh, you want to know, let's say there was enough for each guy to have 10. Would they then be Chayav and Maser Behemah? I'm assuming yes. Right. Okay, okay. So this is only with the case of like 10 yeah. or, you know, like, okay, yes. got it. I'm assuming that it's, yeah, that's what I'm, I was assuming. I hope I'm right. Okay. No, no, I told you, Harry over here, we got Harry confused. I told you that when, when you have Maser Behemah, Let's say you have you have uh, the father die. Let's assuming the father dies and he has seventeen seventeen goats. So when you or eighteen goats, when you split nine and nine, nobody has to give maser behema, right? And therefore, when they're together, before they split, okay, before they split it up, since the father owns all of them, they chayav maser behema. Once they split already, they patun maser behema because each guy only has nine. 
Ivan's asking if there was 20 and each guy would have 10, then each one would be Chayav anyway, right? Yeah. I think I said, I think that's true. Okay? okay? Now, the other case, Shechayavim Maser Mera Putim in a Kabon, one day Chayav Maser Mera and Patum in a Kabon, if they never split up the, the estate of their dad, then <coughs> because it's really all dads, and dads have, they have to pay for when they have 19 animals, they give one animal as Maser Behemah. But the Kalbon de Patur, because since the money is coming from the estate that hasn't been split, so then they're going to be Patur and the Kalbon. Because they're really one person. Is that clear? But it's still Hayab one Kalmon per person, no? Or that's only if you change. Hold on. No, because it's like the father's giving for both of them. What happens if I give for two people? Let's say I come in and I say, I want to give, I, I gave my own half shekel, I'll give a kalbon. I say, you know something? Anyone who comes to my class and actually shows up, I want to give a, I want to give machzita shekel for them. So I say, so Harry and, and, uh, and Binyamin, I'm paying for them. Let Ivan, Shlomo, and Eli pay themselves. But I'm paying for, for Harry and, and, and Ben. If I do that, you got, I don't have to pay a kalbon for you guys, so I paid for you. When I give a gift, I don't pay kabon. Here, it's like the dad is giving a gift for the two sons because it's still the dad's money because they never split it. And therefore, you'll be patur from the kabon if they never split it. But you'll be chayav in the maser be'emah because they never split it. So therefore, you have 19, you chayav. But, but he's only, the kabon he's paying only for the, from the chachomim point of view. According to Rabbi Meir, it has to pay because either way. Because we, we can use the word zed. No, we still patur even in those cases. Okay, let's see. I don't know. That's what they're saying. I don't know why, but that's what they're saying. Amr Bilazar. Bilazar says, Vehen, now, this that we said, that ye patur maase behema, if they split it and put it back together, Right, remember we said that? We said if the boys, if the guys split and then join as a partnership again, that partnership is going to be patur and maseh because maseh you don't give them partnerships. That's only, is shechelku gidiyim kineget tayashim, tayashim gidiyim. That's only when one brother took all the baby goats, and the other brother took the adult goats. Why? Because, let's say, there were, uh, let's say there were 10 adult goats and 19 or 18 baby goats. Okay? You got the case? 10 adult, 19 babies. Okay? And brother A, the older brother says, hey, I don't like the babies. You take the babies. I'll take the adult goats. And the younger brother will take all the baby goats. Okay? Now really, in fact, everyone should get half and half. But when we decided, I don't want to deal with baby goats, you don't want to deal with adult goats, and we decided we're doing it that way, that is their own business partnership. That's, that's like we're making a new partnership. Because we're, we're doing what's not natural. The natural way is everyone gets half of each. And here, we're doing an artificial one that I want to take care of the, the adult ones, you want to take care of the baby ones. And therefore, that's, what, that's when we said that you're patur but if everyone took half of the old ones and half of the old ones, that was his from the beginning. That means that that was originally the whole original thing, and therefore, I didn't make a new partnership. It's still Yerusha. And since it's still Yerusha, I'll be Chayav in Maasir Behema. You understand? It's only when we made a new split where I took all the old and you took all the youngs. That, according to Rabbi Lazar, that's the only time we say this rule, that you're patur But if we did not make a new split, we just did the natural split, then it, that was his all along, and therefore it's still the father's thing, and therefore it will still be chayav ma'asir behemah. 
That's the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. Rabbi Yochanan says, no. Even if they split, and I took all the... No, I took half and half. And you take half and half, the natural split. Still, once we split, you're patur from Aser. Like we see in the Mishnah later on in Bechorot. It says, A guy who buys. They gave you a present. And therefore, this split is also the same thing. Okay. Rabbiya Amar, Rabbiya asked the following question: Why don't we say We should say in the Mishnah sometimes that you chayav in both the kalbon and the maaser, and sometimes you're patur from both. How would it work? How would it work? How would it be that the brothers could be chayav in both? Kalbon and Maser Bema, or neither. So let's see. Let's say they split the monies, they, meaning they split the catch. They didn't split the animals. Then they both. Because you split the money. So, again, the boys were left with money and animals. If they split the money, right? So then they chayav in each one, and they give. A, and I give, then I'm chayav in both in kalbons, right? Uh-huh. And if I and if I didn't split the animals, I'm chayav maser beima. Then I'm chayav both. And what happens? If they split the animals and they didn't split the money, then they patur from both. Good. So again, the question of Rebchia is: How come we only said a case that they're chayav in this and not that? And that, not this. Why do we say kisat patur in both and chayav in both also? Amar Abmana, Abmana says, "Hadad atamar." This that you said, "Bishlo bemarov." This is only when the behema wasn't most of the money, which means the value of the goats wasn't most of the estate. But if but if the value of the goats was most of the money that they inherited from their father, then that is the main money. And therefore, when we split the goats, it's like we split everything. And then once you split most of it, it's like you did everything. And therefore, you will be chayav in the kabon anyway. There is no case, really, that if you... In other words, if the goats were most of the estate, then you would not be chayav in both, because... Because when you split the goats, it's like you also split the money. Mm-hmm. And if you had split the money... But the logic makes sense. Makes sense, Rabbi. Then there'll be patur from the kalbon. I'm, I'm sorry, oh no, no, I got, got it wrong, hold on. One second. This that we said, that if they split the rest of the money and not the animals, they have to add a kalbon, right? That's that's if the behemoth weren't rov. But if the behemoth are rov and they weren't split, since that's the main part of the money, therefore the money wasn't split either and you'll be patur from kalbon. One more time. Now I got. It. I'll, I'll give it to you one more time. I see blank stairs over here. Let's get this clear. And I, I hear uh, silence in uh, in Phoneville. Okay. One more time. Let's say we had said that if you split the money, the house, the money, and not the animals. So the money is split, Yechayav a kalbon, and the animals not, Yechayav maser, Chayav and Chayav. Okay? Chayav maser behemah too, because the animals are not split, so I have 19, Yechayav. Right. You didn't get that clear? I, I 
One more time. You know the chayav chayav case. Chayav chayav case is like this. I have my my money was split, so I'm chayav kabons because it's not it's not one guy doing it for everybody, and the animals are not split. So, so then I have to give maser behema because it's not. Uh, it's, it's my dad still owns 19 animals. 19 is enough for Maser Behema. Good? Says, says Rabmana, if the, it's not true, if the case is that the, the goats are most of the money, then when the goats are not split, it's like the money is not split too. Since the goats are the majority of the, of the inheritance, so therefore... When the goats are not split, right, no, no. even though you split some coins, we don't care because the money's not split really, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's most of the money, and therefore you won't be chayav a kabon. No, that yeah. Okay, that's all. That's your minor statement. Okay, good. Good. Rabbi Abin Amar, Rabbi Abin says, Rabbi Simai Bayu asked the question. Are you going to say? That you made the brothers like one person by Maser Bema, he's. They're going to be Patur of Kabon? Amale, Lo Shan Yehi. Our case is different than the regular case. Sheunoten Sela Achat Shlema, because they're giving only one shekel. Since they're giving only one shekel, therefore it's different than two guys giving. They were asking a question. Even though when Masir Behema, we, we count them as one person, it's the, it's the father's stuff, that's because we're being strict. But you're going to do it for leniencies? We're asking a question. When we told you Masir Behema, we told you that Oh, we're making you give Maser Behema on the 19 animals or the 18 animals. That was being a strictness. Yeah. But you're going to say that he called one person to be lenient and take him out of the paying the kabon? Why would we do that? So he answered back, no. He says, over here is a case where the guy's giving one sale up for two people. And therefore. He's giving one sale that's still in the father's house. And therefore, it's since the sale. Is in the father's uh, father's reshut. It's still considered like it's one person, and it's patur and kalbon. Meata from now. Once he said that, even if they split the money and they got back together, they should be patur from kalbon. Since they, since once they get back together, we should say that the father owns it again. But we know. We know that Hold on. Let me just get this clear. He says it's the same law. If two brothers inherit their father, or what if there was no boys and the girls inherited their father, two married girls inherited their father, and the and the husbands are getting, uh, they don't doesn't go to the husband, but the husbands have the right to use it at least, right? In that case, also, we want to claim that the brother-in-laws, if they give a shekel together would be patur in the kalbon. So you see that it works even if you re, even though the brothers are not, if it's brothers, so then the, the brothers were connected all along. The brother-in-laws only connected because of their wives. And still, if they give one, one shekel, they're patur from kalbon. And therefore you see that if the brothers, if, if brothers themselves reconnect, they're still, they they still would be patur from the kalbon. How could they get uh, joined together? Who, the brother-in-laws? Two brother-in-laws, two separate families. Two Correct, but since, since their wives are connected, you see their reconnections could make you patur. Okay. 
And therefore, by the brother-in-law, it's a really a reconnection, because they weren't connected naturally. And still, it's considered like, like they're, they're, they're reconnecting would work. But that, at that point, the, the father was, because they were getting the money from the father, so that's why we didn't need the couple. But here, the father is not connected. Right. So you, that, and we're bringing this as a, as a proof that you see that if the brothers separate and then reconnect, they'll still be patur. Because this is like a reconnect case. Okay. What do they, now the Gemara has a question, what do we do with all these kalbanot? What happens to all the kalbanot? He says we use it like a regular shekel and we buy kalbanot with it. Rabbi Lazar says, we use it to buy extra kalbanot. We use these kalbanot when the mezbeach has nothing going on. We use, it's called kalbanot for the mezbeach. Rabbi Shimon Shizuri Omer, Rikua Zahav, we use it to buy a gold covering for the Kodesh HaKodeshim. V'tzipur le'bet Kodeshim. Right? Ben Azai Omer, Shulchanim, Ben Azai says, we use it to pay the money changers. Okay? B'schanan, anotim wa b'schanan, v'yeshun v'latzat rachim, some say we use it to make, to pay for the exp- the travel expenses of the money changers to come to the Beit HaMikdash. Okay? But that's the three-way machloket, a uh, uh, five-way machloket, what we do with the Kalmanos. Hadan alach perek be'echad ba'adar. Be'ezat Hashem, we'll start the next perek tomorrow morning. Baruch Adonai le'olam, amen ve'amen.